You're listening to The Max with Sterling and Taylor Mack. Highly opinionated, and you just might learn something. Come on in and enjoy the listen. Another installment of To The Max. Mack Brothers here on the East Coast. Coming with the, with the, new, with the new equipment we got going on. It's kind of nice. It's, uh, we got the video rolling that you guys can really see. Both is at the same time, which is going to be really nice. Um, and then on top of that, you can see the topics that we're doing at the same time. So it's going to be it's going to be really cool. But falls back in the air. It's time for grilling out. It's time for bringing folks over for the for the kickback. Be like, hey, from like 12 on Saturday to about 1030, you can find me in one spot. You can find me in Club 112. Club Shay Shay. Who going to come to Club Shay Shay? And then on Sunday, you can find me in literally one spot. It'll be on a couch and just watching football and dozing in and out and then catching. Uh, I don't like the, oh, Sunday night, Sunday night. Uh, Carrie Underwood. I think that's, yeah, there we go. Carrie Underwood song. Not a big fan. Was that your impression of Carrie Underwood? Oh, Sunday night. That was terrible. Uh, (coughs) Oh, I can't do that. God, I feel like she's I, actually she's an incredible singer. I don't know what that. I I'm not. I feel not, like that would have been a pressure for like Taylor Swift or something. I'm not knocking her singing. Don't take that as disrespect that I'm thinking that she can't sing. I just want a different Sunday night song. You know what sounds bad? This will be. I don't know if people will agree with this. Go on. I like the Monday night song. Oh, you're red. The old school one. Bef- oh, with bef- Hank, Hank, with Hank, Hank Wood. Are you ready for some football? No, that was awesome. Was a Monday awesome. night party. I used to kiss something, and John had the keys. It was an Alan John. It was still was that still Al Michaels and, and John Madden when he was doing that, or they mm-hmm. Sunday night prime time. But I oh. like, I love that until he went went full Hank Williams. Yeah, kind of sure. Not surprised. Not not surprised at all. Look, the man. new Monday night song is awful. It's like Jake, Georgia Florida line and, and Jason Derulo. Someone <laughs> they're like, what's the first lyric when you think of when you when you're someone's like Jason Derulo? It's like Jason Derulo. That's 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 <laughs> all you know. That's literally all you know. I, I gotta give it to him. Like Jason Derulo, <laughs> Jason Derulo and like Flo Rider are the only two people that have truly found their lane and uh they'll just make summer songs and that's it. Sure. I don't even know if I call them summer songs, just songs that people that are ages 23 and under listen to. 23. Don't don't lie. You know, when you hear welcome to my house and you and, it's, no. and, and you got water around you. So no. if you if, all right. If you, the three the, the three things you need. Cold drink. That song's so bad. Sunlight and water around you, whether that's a beach, lake, a river. Anything that you can look at, just but there is a wa- body of water close to you. You know when that comes on, you're like, "All right," just because it's a good, it's a good vibe moment. That's on none of my playlists. Welcome to my house. I like. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hate. I I I don't dislike Flo Rida. I didn't say I disliked him. I just. Well, you're gonna hear his music. Good. You're gonna hear it at just every football stadium this year. Um, but. To kick it off, whether if it's NFL or college, what's your you know most exciting storyline um, that you have going into the season? Yeah, storyline 
NFL, I think it's got to be the Browns, right? I think um, everything they bring to the table as far as uh, just the personalities on that team, uh, what we're expecting, that defense was really good last year. You got Baker Mayfield and his Twitter spat with Colin Cowherd, it seems like, every week. And then the big trade they made uh, in the offseason to go get Odell Beckham. I mean, that that's the team I think everyone's watching. Outside, I think we know what the Patriots are going to be and, and what the Chiefs are going to be. But that's the most exciting team I think we all want to see. Um, and I'm, I'm hopeful that they can get to, like, you know, 9 and 7, 10 and 6, just kind of looking at their schedule. I think they're going to do better than that. Only unless Baker doesn't have a sophomore slump. That's that's the only thing. Like, I, I don't think he's allowed to have a sophomore slump, even though everybody is granted is is allowed that that opportunity. But with the receiving corpse that he has, he can't do it because what you're how I forgot how many years Odell signed for, but or or can he be out in one year? No, he's locked up because they the Giants have just locked him up. Okay, so but all right, but. He can't have that a due to media. Then, like you said, Colin Cowherd is sitting here. I don't like. What? Well, why didn't you go celebrate with your teammates? I I did celebrate with my teammates. I ran he, all the way to the sideline. He's so ridiculous. But you're gonna have all those takes coming, so I don't know if they're gonna allow him to have any type of slump. So I think they're gonna come out balling. It's tough. I mean, that offense is gonna be really talented. I don't think that's the question. I, I'm not. I, even if Baker has a couple of bad games, like mm-hmm. that, that team's gonna be so talented. Um, they did just make a trade today, trading away Duke Johnson, which I thought was interesting. That back, that backfield is so loaded, especially with the fact that Kareem Hunt comes back in Week Ten. I mean, I, I think it's really a question. I, I the question I actually have is their coach, who used to be the O line coach, mm-hmm. take all the drama last year, becomes the O coordinator. You know, through the season. Then no, he, he was he was the, he was the QB coach. Freddie Kitchens, Kitchens was the QB, QB coach. QB, excuse me, QB coach. Yeah. But what was no? Well, yeah, Bob Wiley, O line Stom- coach. Stomach Bob Wiley was yeah, the O line yeah. coach. QB coach, and then went into uh, became the O coordinator last year because of all the drama. Right. I mean, I just wonder with everything that's going to be around that team next year. Mm-hmm. From you have a quarterback that's outspoken. I personally, I, I think Baker Mayfield is amazing. I love him. You've got Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham. Right. Odell's more outspoken than Jarvis, but they're both like headstrong guys. Uh, you got a backfield that's loaded, and in that backfield is a guy that's coming off of a suspension for domestic violence. Like, how does your first year head coach handle all of that? You know what I mean? I think that's really going to be the question is like, how does how can you make everything work? I'm gonna tell you how you handle that right now. This is how this is how, this is how you handle it. Go out, score some points. Give up some TDs on defense, but make sure at the end of the day, whether if it's 50 to 49, you the one with 50. That's all that matters. That that's that's the worst, one of the worst speeches I've ever heard in my life. Is that, is that no, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. That's what that's the only way. All right. So that also only- explained no like no strategy and how to make all of those guys fit into a team. Well, you weren't listening. Let me let me break that down for you one more time. You go out there and you put up points on that scoreboard. Whether if it's 50 to 49, you better make sure you got that 50. All right, now let's break those words down. You go out there, you score some points. Who's going to be scoring those points? You're, that's inevitably going to be Jarvis Landry, Njoku, Callaway, and, of course, OBJ going to be getting his touches. So if we're scoring at a high rate, Kareem Hunt's just going to be happy 
he's in the league at the end of the day. Oh, you got a big fly. I saw that come by. I don't know what that was. I don't know where this thing came from. Oh, oh, it's bees. It's bees, Tommy boy. Um, But if you're putting up a lot of points, everybody's going to be getting their touches. So you're going to have a happy offensive um Really, yeah, you're gonna have uh, gonna offensive strategy, but offensive personnel, so you don't have to worry about that. And defensively, if I'm on the defense and I know, oh, hey, all right, our goal is to give up 17 a game, it's two touchdowns and a field goal. If you're giving up that with a high powered offense, you should be able to go undefeated or lose a game to Tom Brady. No, to your point, right? It it, it takes a little bit of the pressure off the defense, but. You know, what if that offense gets stalled, right? Like, and that's the thing with with having that mentality. It's like, oh, we can give up some points because we got Baker and those dudes on the other side. Like, what if they're not rolling that day? You know I what agree. I mean? I agree. I agree. And they I got agree. some tough games. Like, they, you know, Steelers are going to be better defensively this year. They got the Seahawks. The 49ers are going to be a little bit better defensively. Obviously, the Patriots, they play. Like, they've got some teams. The Bengals always kind of – if they're going to win games, they're probably going to win games defensively this year. Like, obviously, the Ravens as well. Like, all of that, that's – that's tough, man. That's a that's a that's a tough division to, to maneuver through. Um, if you if you you have a bad day on the offensive side of the ball, uh, that's one hundred percent true. But you would hope when you do have a bad day on the offensive side of the ball that the defense is going to step up and then come around and make some plays so that you can have that game where you know what defense hell of a game game ball goes to you guys. You carried us like it like it like it is. Defense wins championships, so you hope that does come around. Uh, you know what's going to be good for him this year is the fact that Hard Knocks didn't come to town. Because if Hard Knocks came to town, you got the Hard Knocks curse, and you know it's inevitable that they won't do well. So sorry, John Gruden. I watched like I mean I, I think the Rangers are going to be terrible, but I watched like ten minutes of episode one. That was terrible. So I didn't see it. I still gotta I still gotta watch it. Not worth it. Not worth it at all. It's just I, maybe maybe I was just like in a bad mood or something like that. It just like felt a little different. Like I got hyped. I was like, oh, this intro, okay. Like we into it. Mm-hmm. Gruden, you know, like they do the whole thing. They do the quick thing on Gruden. They start doing the like quick cuts and everything like that. And then I started watching. And I was like, I don't care about any of these things. Like I just don't. I just don't want to. I don't know. Maybe I need to. I again, I didn't watch the whole episode, but um, yeah. Well, I, you know what's going to started. See, like, I feel like if you're going to do the Raiders, Hard Knocks should have flipped the script and been like, you know what? We're going to we're going to do Hard Knocks through the first eight weeks or something like that with the Raiders. You have to be in season with the Raiders because that's when that's when you're going to get the real Gruden. You're going to get the real A.B. And because A.B.'s doing a his. How about that story? I, I haven't seen it. What do you mean? What do you mean story? He has frostbite on his foot. Oh, I thought you meant like there's a story that happened in on Hard Knocks. I'm like, how are you gonna ask me about a story when I haven't seen the, the episode yet? No. Yeah, that's I, I I attribute that to the two woke crowd again. You get that in cryotherapy because everybody's doing the new thing of cryotherapy for the body, yeah. and then you stay in there too long. Of course, when it's negative, you know, whatever negative fifty degrees, it's freezing. Like you're only supposed to be in there for what eight minutes at a time. I don't know. Or, but for real, whoever was uh, like controlling that, they did a terrible job. So I hope he does. It's not like an in-home unit, and that it was somebody that was out at a. Uh, 
it seemed uh, like it, it seemed like right. an, it seemed like an Antonio Brown issue. It seemed like an in-home unit. Because AB don't need to go anywhere. AB got everything at the house. We don't need to. We only need to go out and get some food. The best was him doing a workout in like Gucci loafers. That's so much money. But it is. It's just rid- and he, I mean, he's just a ridiculous athlete too. And you're just like, what do you do? Like, just wear some Nike. Like, what do you do? Wear some regular shoes. I would like to know what that is. I mean, you you see people out here just trying to like stunt with. I got ever since future got the Gucci flip flops, but you still taking the you, you still taking the bus. So what you mean? No, no knock on anybody taking the bus, but come on now. If you rocking Gucci flip flops, you should be in the back of that of that rented that the black car. You have no problem doing Uber Black by yourself for forty miles. That's the type of money I, that that I would associate with Gucci flip flops. But you doing workouts in Gucci flip like I would love to see him come out Gucci Gucci cleats. No. Something, something just dope. Obviously, you can only wear it for pregame, but you can do whatever you want. I was gonna say you can't wear, yeah, you can't wear it in the game. Or just go full Ocho Cinco. Take that fine. It is what it is. He got paid, so um, that'll be interesting. Like it, I think they're gonna be. This is a big year for Derek Carr, right? Yeah, it is. Like he's been awful the last two years. It's put up or shut up. He's been scared of the pocket. There's a lot of rumors about some stuff in the locker room going on. Like, if he doesn't, and that's the thing too. Like, you see some of the quotes from Gruden, and I guess I should watch Hard Marks, but some of the quotes from Gruden, you know, about like Blaine Gabbard and all this other stuff. It's like, I mean, dude, like he Gruden's not a sane person, right? No, he's not. He will pull you in a heartbeat. So the dysfunction that you're gonna have from the top down would have made a beautiful hard knocks during the season. Like, unbelievable. Because you he's, he's not saying. You don't know what you're going to get with Gruden. But... It's yeah. tough. You know Amazon Prime does that? But it's tough because you it's after the season. So they they, they do, like, the their season their season-long show, but it comes out after the season. It kind of sucks. You already know. Kind of they did that with Florida State two, two years ago. Uh, Showtime did, which was cool. That's when you had Jameis in the, in the locker room. That's where the gift, the hell no, that gift came from. That was his fucking stupid. Yeah, but, but along with so along with Derek Carr, because the thing that was that was just so mind blowing with Derek Carr is like I, I blame a lot of the offense last year. You're going into bringing a traditional fullback in. You're trying to do five step, seven step drops off of the off of play action or anything or something like that. But Amari Cooper goes to the Cowboys and puts up 200 immediately. And then, but everybody's with a, with a very mediocre quarter. Exactly. And bad. you look at the tape and he was still doing it out in Oakland. You're like, why aren't you giving him the ball? He's creating like five. I mean, we've, we've already broken down AC, but at least three steps worth of separation between him and a DB. So yeah. you're like, what, what is going on here? Is Derek Carr um, getting happy feet in, in the pocket. Yeah. So it is a big year for him and Gruden will have no problem sitting his, sitting him down. And then trying to work out a trade to where they can they won't be hit too hard with the rest of his contract somehow somehow or some way. Uh, but like uh, like saying with Jabo, Jabo. Um, Let me ask you that question. Who mm-hmm. before we get? I don't know. Yeah, before before we dive into what you're about to ask. Actually, let's all, let's loop, let's lump them together. Who is a better quarterback, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, or Blake Bortles? Ooh, 
Jameis Winston. Let me write this down. Jameis Winston. Yep. Marcus Mariota. Yep. And Blake Bortles. Mm-hmm. Jameis Winston. Marcus Mariota. Blake Bortles. It's offensive that you even lumped Blake Bortles into this group. Take him out. Is it? So why? Is, whoa, wait, why? Why? Why is it? If you just go off of just straight percentages and stats. So his percentages suck. His QBR sucks. Totally agree. And then go off of, damn, you just missed D.D. Westbrook wide open on a slant, throwing it over his head for two two yards above his head, two feet above his head. Like, there are things that Blake Ward, and I was giving him the benefit of the doubt, hoping that he would turn around because he had uh, Brashard Perriman, uh, UCF, who could yep. fly. You had, I mean, the offense was just set up and geared to where you're like, you know what? He might take a couple years, but he could end up being really good. So you wanted him to hold out. It seems like he's a cool dude too, but nah, he's he was bad. Uh, obviously, oh, obviously of the bunch. But so between Jameis and Marcus, um, I do think the Heisman curse lives. Obviously, Marcus Mariota has been hurt. I don't know if he'll be able to get up to his full potential, but I think Jameis Winston's a really good quarterback. Just makes the dumbest throws. He's also not a great person out the field. Probably start there, but let me let me give you some really just really really quick stats, right? All right, Jameis Winston's let's say his best year was uh, yeah we can do that. His best year is twenty looks like twenty sixteen, mm-hmm. where he's 60 percent completion percentage, twenty eight TDs, eighteen interceptions. Right, it's not. Not great, right? All right, Mariota's best year. Just talking best year. Mariota's best year, he goes also 2016, 61% completion percentage, 26 TDs, nine interceptions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Blake Bortles' best year. Blake Bortles' best year is 58%, also that same, or the year before, 2015, 58% completion percentage, 35 TDs, 18 interceptions. I think we – now, obviously, right, like some of that is garbage time and stuff like that with some TDs and yards and things like that. But, like, I think we diminished Blake Bortles because we got to see him in big games and big moments. Not good. You know what I mean? But, like, Mariota and Winston are not good either, right? Like, not, like none of those guys are really that good. I would take Mariota out of the bunch just because, like, I think he can he can make all the throws, he can run, he just can't stay healthy is the issue. All right, let me let me ask this, though. Like, okay, let's stay on the health, health portion of, of things. So if we break down um, – You have who's wrong up there. If we break down – Ownership and who is – Anyways. I I get that there should have been an apostrophe s. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's autocorrect. Yep. So if we really break it down, Mariota has gotten hurt two of his four seasons. Yep. But within those seasons, if he, the if he didn't get hurt, I believe he would be the most successful because 
I love his approach to the game. This has, I mean, obviously these these are just the intangibles. All right, didn't mean I've been sitting down with Mike Mayock. We've been going through everything. I love the guy's intangibles. He's just he's just unbelievable. You get him into the war room, he's just sharp as a whip. Just unbelievable. I think I think this is going to be a future Hall of Famer. But I honestly, he he really could be if he stays healthy, and then that's just the biggest issue with him, talent wise. Jameis is better than all of them. I would agree with that. But he's just I, I don't like to call people just 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 dumb because you can't be a dumb athlete. You really can't. But Jameis makes some decisions that you end up questioning his intelligence. And it pains me to say that because Buddy will look at cover two. Everybody knows what cover two is. And then cover two, you have a cloud corner. You have two safeties in the back. And for some reason in his brain, he's going to say, I have nothing threatening any of these safeties. I'm panicking. I'm just going to throw it in the vicinity of a cloud corner or of a half field safety and hope a receiver makes a miraculous catch. And therein lies his problem where Brett Favre could do it because Brett Favre was at least breaking down, taking film to the to the field and allowing why his did you just, First off, let's, why did you just compare Jameis Winston? To- hold on, hold on. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. And letting his wild throws to the layman, that's what it will look like to, the, to us. But to him, it's actually a calculated risk where he's like, you know what, I think of my and with my arm, 70% chance is going through. Jameis does this. He's just like, it's 50-50. Is 40, 30, 40, 60 in their advantage. I'm just going to do it anyways. So he he does take those chances like Brett Favre. That's my point. But at least Brett Favre was more calculated in what he was trying to do. I think my uh, point there is like I would compare Mahomes because of the big arm and like I'll take a chance to more of a Brett Favre instead of someone like a Jameis Winston. But Jameis has a big arm. Jameis has a big arm. Right, we would literally be, be putting them in the same category because look at his rookie year. Go back to it like you just had. Four thousand yards in his rookie year. So I, 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 I think yards is I think yards is tough in this this climate. Right? Don't disagree. Don't disagree. Um, give me a second. He had yeah he had four thousand yards. Four thousand yards back to back years. <clears throat> I just think and, yards are tough. But when you but when you when you're completing fifty eight and sixty percent of your passes, like that's tough. Like there's just I'm sorry. So much of so much of the game today is like these. These these quick screens and uh, quick slants, like all that stuff, like you can't complete over sixty percent of your passes. Like I, I, you can't get to 65, 68. Like I kind of question you as a quarterback. I don't disagree. I, the, the biggest thing that's always worried me with Janice, and if you, I tried to roll back to his high school stats for this. Um, he's always thrown double digit interceptions, except for one year. And actually, I think he's always done double digit, digit interceptions. And this is my criteria. This is his first year at Florida State. He did not. Okay. Are you, are you okay? You got that off the stat? I, I, th- I thought it was either one year or no year. It's one, it's one of the two. No, he has. Are you sure? But his first year, he didn't play every single game. Hey, did he? He was just a redshirt freshman. What are you talking about? I got to go back. So, my criteria, I, I say this for elite QBs. I think an elite quarterback at some point in time and it's at some point in time in their career 
I don't think Jameis did. If you, if you can pull it up for me, I'd appreciate it. But uh, elite QBs, at some point in time in their career, throw for less than 10 interceptions. No, Jameis threw for 10 interceptions, not nine. He was double-digit. Can throw for less than double-digit interceptions. And if you can do that, that to me at least shows you have the ability to be elite. Even if you do put up yards, and even if you – yeah, it is. He, it, was t- it was 10 interceptions. So – if you can, if you can throw for less than ten ints, I believe you have the ability to be elite. And if you check off every quarterback that has won the Super Bowl, they have had one season, whether if that's NFL or college, where they haven't thrown ten interceptions. Boom, bam, put that in your pipe and smoke it. That's T Mac hot fact. Take that to the bank, baby. Who says that first phrase? Like who? Who says that? Boom, bam, it's a T-Mac hot fat. No, the, the, I said first phrase. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Michael Myers. Yep. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, Austin Powers. That was terrible. Uh, no, it's interesting. I, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you. I just think we I – guess, I guess to round this out, I think we, we sleep on Blake Bortles a little bit, and he's now the backup in L.A. I, I still think Ryan Tannehill is probably the most – qualified backup out there and he's backing up Mariota as we kind of go through this but I don't know I, I I just wouldn't sleep on a guy that's really athletic like Blake Bortles and has kind of been there understands it I think he just you know he's got to be a little bit more accurate and more confident in like what he does in the pocket uh yeah I don't I don't disagree I don't know if the front office did everything to set him actually no I'm not gonna say that because they no, did. I was like yeah they, they did. did they did yeah, they, they did. did I was I I was that was apologist right there to try and help him you out. Did. I was like, Duh. they gave him everything you need. They gave him everything. Two running backs, Yeldon Burnett, <laughs> Allen Robinson, like they like, no D.D. West, like no, yeah, yeah, yeah no. He had everything he needed. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's so bad. That's why he's bad. Oh my gosh, I I don't know, but um. I don't know. For me, though, I'm excited to see, along with the Cleveland Browns going this year, um, obviously I'm biased to the storyline of the, of the Falcons to see how everybody's going to do with Devontae Freeman coming back healthy, if Matt Ryan can have another elite year and take and take the Falcons to the playoffs. But I want to see if – and I think this is going to be his sophomore year truly because I don't count him coming into the last three games for the Chiefs. Uh, I want to see what Pat Mahomes is going to do again. And you do have Tariq Hill. Without without suspension, that's huge. So now you have Tariq Hill, uh, Miko Cole, Miko. Uh, what's it, the second round draft pick out of Georgia that runs the same amount speed? Like that's gonna. Do, do, do you know how hard that is on a DB to say I have to take Tariq Tariq Hill for Why forty? Tariq, isn't it Tyreek? Tariq. Sure. I, yeah, it's Tariq Tariq Hill. Okay. You got to take Tariq Hill for 40 yards. Then he's going to just saunter off of the sideline, wait for another play. And then you got Cole coming in, and then you got to cover him for 40. You're going to just – the uh, Miko, Miko Hardman, I think, wide receiver out of Georgia. Okay. This He was a second-round pick, but he runs a 4-2-40. You have speed – in their lineup, that is absolutely ridiculous. And the best thing that they have, Kansas City-wise, when it comes to contracts, um, I don't know if Hills fully got paid. I, I can't remember right now. 
But you got Cole going coming on a rookie deal. It is, is what is Miko Hardman? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Miko Hardman, and uh, you, he's on. He's going to be on a rookie deal. So if he blows up, you could send Tariq Hill somewhere and be like, "Hey, we're good," because he's got hands too. But it's going to be tough to guard them. Um, and then obviously Travis Kelsey, the best tight end in the league. So now the Gronk retired. Yeah, they're they're set. But I want to see how Pat Mahomes ends up playing, and then I also want to see since everybody figured out the play calling. For the Rams, obviously he's very analytical with uh, McVeigh. McVeigh, I was about to say McShay. Who? Who are we talking about? Are we talking about the Rams right now? Yeah, the Rams. You went G. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I was about to say like Ty McShay. I was like Andy Reid, but I, was, I didn't know where you're going with that. No, I'm out. I'm out in LA now. I want to see how the Rams are going to play this year as well from the coaching standpoint. They have the players. You got to keep Todd uh, Ty Gurley healthy, but. Everybody figured out its run. It was it was like playing Madden or playing NCAA. I was about to, they he became very very predictable. It was they were doing first and second down. You either get you're going to get a run, and if they don't get anything on first down with the run, they're going to do they're going to look for a short pass, and then third down. Regardless how how things go, for the most part, you're getting play action pass. Yeah. So I was trying to flip it and like a play action pass. And- right. So it was like playing that dude that you're going up against. Um, when you're playing NCAA or Madden, you're like, oh, yeah. why, why are you running this? And then they're throwing the controller because they threw the fifth pick of the game. Yeah, because you, like, know, why you, you, you like you see the play action, like, oh, he's trying to go over the middle. So you yeah. linebacker back. Like, why, why, why are you mad? Can, Only, we, can we bring that game back too? I was, I was just about to say that same thing. It's just ridiculous. I get it. I know you, you were part of it. You got to check. All good. Good for you. But it's one of the best games of all time. It's one of the reasons I don't play video games now. Mm-hmm. I do not have NCAA college football. So what are you mad about? I mean, I'm just – what do you mean? I'm mad that we had to do this BS likeness stuff and they had to cut checks to guys for nothing, all because of a dude at UCLA that didn't make it in the, in the NBA decided to sue. Like, that's so ridiculous. I ain't mad at him. I put it. I put. I put a couple. I put a couple stats in the bank account, real quick. Obviously, it didn't amount to what I actually. Uh, what I actually should have been paid at the end of the day. But you're you're in what two games? Mm-hmm. How many games were you in? All of them. I was in four four years worth of games. Oh, that's right. That's a good point. I'm T Mac, son. Come they on. just didn't know. Come they on, didn't have- oh, come, on. come on now. Oh, you got too much dip on your chip there. Now- <laughs> Now, but they didn't have your number right, though, right? No, they did. Uh, freshman year, I believe they – I was – I mean, they had everything right from since my freshman year to senior year. The only thing that was messed up was, you know, I should have been up in the mid-80s, and I ended up, you know, because my coaches didn't want to play me sophomore year, so that took me a step back. When I was trending for, like, 85, I ended up, what, like, senior year is, like, a 78, which was very frustrating. Very, very frustrating. You were not good. No, I was. I mean, my speed was good. Speed was good, but when you know, well, it was actually kind of real because you couldn't catch. So, first off, I had two picks in one game. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, one hit the ground. They just they Rutgers was out of challenges. So, did it? They they was still reviewed and it passed. So obviously, it didn't hit the ground, sir. Thank you, but I like the check that I got. You know who you want to be mad at? Be mad at the NCAA because. I think EA came to them and said, we can work this out to where the players will not get any money until they leave. So gate fund, essentially. And 
the NCAA turned it down because they're thieves. They're awful. But if you really want to get mad, let's get mad at Madden. When, when was the last time you, I think the, the last time I saw you had a new Madden was like 12 or 13. Yeah. I, uh, I bought the one with Drew Brees on it. So whatever one that was. So yeah, I mean, I, Madden, I played it recently actually. Um, just like hanging out with some people. And it's just, I mean, the game is so fast. Like, I, I get it. You wanted to try to emulate how fast the, the gameplay is if you were actually on the field. But the, I kind of don't want that. It's a video game. Like, I just want to, like, have fun with this. So I just, I just, I kind of just, like, got out of Madden. I don't really know why. Well, I've, I haven't played Madden since Mike Vick in 04. Obviously, shout out to the GOAT. That would be 15 years ago. And that's where it is. That's literally the last time I have played Madden. I know. That's a lie. It's a lie. I did play the one Madden you had, but I didn't do like a career or anything. I just yeah. picked it up. So I've never played Madden the way that I used to play Madden, doing a career mode, you know, taking my team for two or three years, getting the salary cap just right, getting, you know, getting the salaries under the salary cap. So I think what what Madden's run into is the fact that there's no competition. So you can really put out the same. It's like it's like putting out an iPhone. Oh, we're just going to make the screen just a little bit bigger. But at the end of the day, it's still the same crappy phone, but you're going to shelve out a thousand dollars for it. It's all Madden's doing. They're just changing small components and not making anything really revolutionary to the game. And I know that's hard. Obviously, yeah. you're expected year in and year out to add good but stuff. But it's interesting because like to that point, NBA 2K doesn't have any like competition, but they do. They they upgrade every year. They upgrade the modes and like how the players look, the sweat on them, the moves they can do. NBA Live came back. Does anyone know that? Walmart does. It's sitting in the case. Oh, okay. But to that point, there's competition at least. I mean, but everybody does 2K, right? Every, people tweet about the 2K ratings. Like, when was the last time someone tweeted about their NBA Live rating? Last that's, NBA Live I had was with Jason Kidd on, or Vince Carter. Like, oh, but, but that's the point, though. As long as you're still tweeting about 2K, they ain't worried about Live. But the minute they start slipping up, people go to Live, and next thing you know, 2K going to be wow. slipping. So as long as you can hold that front on it's the like social media. Like, like if they came out with a – I don't even – I think there is, like, another soccer game, but, like, no one plays it. Like, everyone plays FIFA. I don't know if there's another soccer game. I do know – the FIFA crowd for a long time. And I know that they're really happy right now because uh, they just like completely revamped the career mode. Mm -hmm. So uh, like FIFA fans were pissed off that they didn't make any changes. And you're like, we've been asking for better configuration on the interface so that the gameplay smoother, but you're not doing it. And we're left with this like crappy product. Um, So I think that they finally came back and did that. And um, we, I, I'm going to go buy. Oh, I don't really want to. I do. How do you how do you buy video games? What, what's your what's your mode? Are you like, I'm going to wait two years and buy it or I'm going to buy a video game every single year? Uh, I wait. If you like them. Yeah. I mean, I only play like FIFA and Call of Duty. So I just wait. And I only play certain Call of Duties. So, so did, did you buy this new one? No, but I will. I had to have done it. Lazy. Okay, sorry. Not so. I know they're coming out with like the. New I got the one. Last got Black Ops. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you buy it every year. Every other year. Well, they come out with it every year. Actually, no. Did, did they, well, because Black Ops was. Did they? I thought Black Ops was last year. 
Let's that's that's, that's a year ago, right? 2018? I don't know when I got it. I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, but the new one, I think, is coming out 2019. So if you got if you have Black Ops 4, that means you bought it last year, and then now you have Modern Warfare. If it, Once it comes out, you're going to buy that, so you buy it yeah. right now. So if you like it, you buy it every year. Yeah, but I don't get it right when it comes out. because it's so- No, that's, that's, that's too much. That's too much. I would love to know the time frame of when it's going to go from – a game is sixty nine dollars now that they're trying to package it up. Like I'm waiting, just give me the. You well, it's crazy. And push your and push your cards online. So like, once you cl- like you click it and then you start getting into it and you start buying all these packs and stuff like that. And you're like, damn, I just spent one hundred twenty dollars in this video game. Hold on, I don't have cards online. You th- you think I trust the internet? I don't trust Amazon. I mean, they have your information anyways. That's they do. Yes, okay. but no, I'm not putting no. No, I don't want my card on Amazon. I, I, I'm holding out. But you want I, your card on Amazon? Don't you have like an Amazon Echo or Google whatever thing? Uh, I do, but it's not like it's not fully set up. Actually, it is set up. It's mm-hmm. not my. It's not my account. But it doesn't matter. It just it it learns your behavior and listens to you and all that stuff. Like it doesn't matter. No, I don't have an Echo. I have a Fire Stick. Okay, same thing. Like if you talk, yes, it is. If you like talking to it and like it just starts listening. No, it doesn't. I have to talk it to the. I have to, if you want I to do swear, it, it's like clicking into I your Xfinity swear, or something. I swear to you, they just came out with all this data. They My, just talked about like Alexa. I swear to God, I'm not. I'm not BSing. I know that for like Alexa and Echo, but it's like with like because you have you have or you used to have Comcast, right? Where like you talk into the mic. Yeah. So like the same thing with that, like it wouldn't, it doesn't turn off. It's just not syncing up with the, it just doesn't sync up with the TV unless you're clicking it. No, that is not I the sw- case. I swear. So like they have all this behavioral data on you and then they sell it. And then that's how, that's why like people do it all the time, right? Though people like record themselves. We're getting into a crazy tangent right now, but whatever. So people will record themselves like saying something random in a conversation, Right. Right, and then like, ten, and then ten minutes later, they get on Instagram just because they're just talking out loud. Then they right. get on Instagram, and then there's an ad for it. Right, but that's your phone, not like your remote control. So yeah, my phone's also part of it. But yeah, I mean, I mean, if your remote control is listening to you, that's absolutely ridiculous. No, it's only like that device. Like you, have, if you have that Comcast device that you talk to, like it just doesn't unless you power it off. Like it doesn't stop recording stuff. So. You have to, also, and like Xbox, Xbox. Like the Xbox One, right, had that in it too. And Xbox, like, people started realizing it and then called out Xbox. And then they, like, turned off whatever. I mean, they said they yeah. turned off. Yeah, that was like the Connect. I, I did see that. So, like, the. No, the and the One. Oh. You know, it's really weird. Xbox what? One, my Xbox One turns on just at random times. I don't like mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it at all. It's not like I think somebody's listening to me at that point in time. I think it's Ghost. Ghost is clicking on my click, turning my this is my stuff on because it happened. Oh, man. Isn't that it's, weird? It makes you feel like you feel paranoid. You're like either somebody was in here or I have to leave. Exactly. I <laughs> I need to call a priest because <laughs> this is this is troubling. Very, very troubling. We actually that's so crazy. So that today at work, um, we just installed this new doorbell. With everything kind of going on, like we've like kind of upgraded some of our security stuff. So, um, like the doorbell started ringing, 
So I like, I just, I didn't think anyone was up front. So I walked out front and there was no one there. And I was like, oh, maybe they're out back because we have like a dock because we're for a tool company. You got to bring in stuff. <clears throat> so I walked, walked to the back and there's no one there. And I was like, oh, this is weird. So then I walked and like checked the, checked the doorbell. Like nothing's wrong with it. It's not stuck. Go back. Uh, start talking to my boss and then it happens again and it happens like it's like someone's pressing it like three times mm. so weird so weird something like that just like creeps me out somebody died in y'all's factory or not factory it's y'all's office and uh, they never told you about it or y'all just don't know like that's that's my biggest worry in life like I'm gonna I'm gonna I didn't know we we're gonna hit this topic, but I'm I'm happy we can hit it. Uh, my biggest worry in life is like you buy a place, and the realtor doesn't tell you that mm-hmm. something happened at this house, or it's buried on top of something. So, like, obviously, if you're buried on top, like poltergeists would happen, or but just something has happened in this place. And they don't tell you because they're trying to make that sale or you're out and you're buying something and they don't tell you that like whoever you're buying it from is like, yeah, I'm gonna let you know. They say some things happen with it, with, with this being around, like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to be straight up. Things happen with this. So, um, I'd be like, if you went to like a a garage sale and someone's like, this was in the bathroom when Whitney Houston died, you'd be like, I'm good. I don't need this mirror. You could literally do Bloody Mary and Whitney Houston could probably you do Bloody Bloody Whitney and Whitney Houston might pop up out of that mirror. I don't I don't play with it. I don't want to, but I know people aren't going to disclose that information. And that to me is so frightening. Yeah. Cause what are you gonna do? You just do kids still play that? Do kids still play Bloody Mary? I I'm the last person to ask if they do. I have no clue. I've done it once, and listen, I get very scared very easily. I thought I saw something, but look, I, I could be could have been looking at myself. So, um, I've done a Ouija board one time, and that is the most freak out I've ever been. Yeah, no, uh, I've 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 read and I've heard from like psychics and mediums. That's the worst thing you could ever do because you they say you, when you do Ouija boards, you are literally opening up the area to the other world in a sense i mean people if you listen to this you're like how did you just go from the nfl to a <laughs> but we're just giving you the facts of life that you need but um they say that that is the worst thing you could do because you could actually have like a spirit attached to you or attached to something and the next thing you know all hell's broken loose so i don't play with that there was one. I had one broken out. I don't know if you want to tell the story if you, or anything. If you want to reminisce on it, you don't have to. Um, I can do it really quickly, and then we can get into response. Um, okay. Um, I had a friend in college who did not disclose. Uh, I hope he's okay with me saying this. Um, did not disclose the fact that his mother had a miscarriage and had one kind of kind of late in term. So they had like picked out the name for the for the baby they had like set up the room and all that type of stuff <clears throat> and i think he was a little bit older not like older older but like i think he understood like what happened and everything like that so i think he was like seven or eight um so we're doing it and at first like we're all 
it's probably like six, five or six of us, like around it. Mm-hmm. And so you're kind of like, you have your hand on it and you feel like people might've been moving it. And so my buddy's like, all right, all right, like I'll just do this. Like, and he's like, he's like, you put, he was like you and one other guy. And it was not me. It was, um, yeah. So someone so you else. Don't, you don't have to drop names. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no someone else. And then, so it's a guy. So they're across from each other. So they both had their hands on it. He's like, all right, I'll do something that you have no idea what it is. And he was like, can you spell the name of what, what my, what my sister would have been? And it just, it like sat there for a second. And then it, I, I swear it like slowly started moving and hit everything. And the guy that it was his sister, he like pulled his hands back before it hit the last letter. We all were like, all right, it's time to, I have to go to the bar. I have to do something right now. Cause this is, this just freaked me out. I would never. That's, that's I've never been more freaked out. About that. I absolutely would never. Cause none of us obviously knew that information. Yeah. I would, I would never. That's, yeah, that was crazy. That is wild. Yeah. Um, whew, yeah. Let's go get some Taco Bell. Can't do that one. Right. You gotta like, you gotta get out of the house immediately. People don't know. I had a dream when I was younger. It's a scary dream. Um, Abraham Lincoln came out of the, I was, in my bedroom sleeping, apparently looking down at myself, Abraham Lincoln came out of my closet and ate me. And after that, it was rap. I don't like it. That's not the scariest thing, but when you're when you're a child, I don't know that, if those two I don't know if those two stories rival each other. You know, know what? Know maybe, maybe stories. not, maybe not, maybe not. But in my mind, in my mind, just 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 a little bit, just a tad. That well, that, uh, that story, that story is terrifying though. Oh, it's awful. I'm not gonna lie, it just kind of Gave you some chills. Well, uh, well, as we do that, let's talk Rich Paul. Let's, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's, let's let's close out. Let's close out with some Rich Paul. Um, how ridiculous is the NCAA? I think what's interesting as Zaire Wade and that whole group starts to come up. So they're they're freshmen this year in high school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Zaire's a sophomore, right? And and Bronny's a freshman. Zaire. Yes. Um. So if you don't know, you know, I guess a day ago or, or within the last 36, 48 hours, um, the NCAA came out with a rule that <clears throat> even if you are a certified agent, you have to have a a bachelor's degree and some other like something kind of like really weird to be able to be an agent as the NCAA starts allowing uh, advisement to guys that want to put their name in the draft and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Pretty much was like we're going after Rich Ball. Rich Ball's. LeBron's agent and, and one of the high-profile guys, he does not have a bachelor's degree. Uh, he left high school, went and did an internship with Nike, and then obviously just kind of started working with LeBron. Uh, but one of the most successful guys out there that does it well, represents Draymond Green and some other people. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy that they would put this in, especially now within, we believe, the new rules for the NBA will start to uh, either go into place uh, – most likely next year, right? For as long as, as far as like how they're going to divvy up, like if you go to college or if you can leave early, all that type of stuff. So um, I say leave early, essentially go from high school straight to the NBA. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's pretty crazy that they would put this in place and, and go after one guy. And it seems like they're going after one guy. I got to jump on the bandwagon on this one that you see on the internet. For them to make this rule 
that you gotta that you have to go to college three years and, and right now, right, with those guys just entering high school. Right. Um it seems like the systematic things that keep a set uh, a portion of the society making them jump over another hurdle when you don't have the opportunities afforded to you like others do. So I, I, I was trying to choose my words carefully there because I don't want to make it just strictly um, a race thing, but it's a mixture of socioeconomics, racial background. You could be whoever. If you don't have the opportunity that somebody that comes from uh, a, a place of wealth and opportunity for themselves and you've made your own lane, you're essentially telling people the American dream is dead. You, 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 the, you cannot have your own version of an American dream. You know what I mean? I, I'm going to come here from another country, start something myself, and I want to be an agent, represent, and do what I want to do. But then, then you're going to have people on the flip side of, well, just go to college. It's not hard. Just, just take the take the test and pay the money or whatever to to get in the association for three years. Not hard. It is. We can't. That, not everybody has the same path that you do. So to put this rule in, to spite Rich Paul for everything that he's done, it's gross. Yeah, it's egregious and egregious. And I saw a lot of people saying like, "Oh, well, you don't want a guy representing you that doesn't have a bachelor's degree. Like they could they could underrepresent you. They could steal your money." I mean, we've all seen both brokes on the 30 for 30s. We have all heard the horror stories. Most of those situations came from guys that had degrees Mm -hmm. and sometimes advanced degrees. Right. So Mm -hmm. degrees has nothing to do with underrepresentation or or how any of that stuff works. Like it's really about do you have the the real world experience, the real world experience? Like, can't are you certified by the I think the biggest thing for me is. As they as they start merging these rules and kind of merging NCAA and the NBA, like as long as you're in good standing with the NBA, right? As an agent, you should you should have no issue then representing a kid or being an advisor to a kid that's a senior in high school that's deciding if he wants to go to the NBA or go to college and then go further from there, right? I think that's absolutely ridiculous. No, I'm 100 percent on board with that because why does it matter if Joe Schmo at the back of his, at the back of his garage wants to represent me, but I feel that he has the best intentions for me, but because of your new rule, I can't go with him and I have to go with corporate. No. What did Billy say in entourage? F the suits. I don't talk to the suits. I don't like suits. I don't like the suits because this is what suits do. We got, we got, we got dark there with the Medellin days. And the suits and the suits just did it. I don't like no suits. I'm not gonna lie to people. If you're ever just bored on a Sunday, just run through some entourage. Like it is just, it'll just brighten your Sunday. It will. It will. I, I, I think if that's a good Christmas gift to give out, birthday gift, uh, just give the whole seat all one through eight. Just give me the collection. If you if you want a gift idea, there you go. I thought but, about that the other day. Like I kind of made like a bougie joke, and I was like. <laughs> getting a rental but i was like i it's kind of nice to actually own something like i like i'm gonna buy um avengers this weekend i don't know it's just interesting not owning things and then you have to rely on the fact like whatever service you you subscribe to 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 hopefully have something that entertains you for that weekend or that night that you're trying to find something you know sterling you're you're just bougie no i just that just no well first off like 
you can rent stuff. I, no, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Calm down. There is a what is it called? A red box. They had, there's a red box. Couldn't even remember the name of red box. Boozy strike one. There's a red box at my Harris Teeter. Okay. Right? Harris so, Teeter strike two. What Harris Teeter's not bougie. It's the same as Publix. Okay. Okay. They actually have better deals, better coupons. Anyways, um, but what's interesting though is like if you have a kid, like I, I, I most of the time you see parents like with kids there, and it's probably yeah. just like an exercise, like this is something for them to do for the next five minutes. Yeah. Talk about. But I also look at that as like you have Netflix and Hulu, like just throw on. It's to me would be easier just to like flip through something that you subscribe to and just play. Right, because like it doesn't. It's just you're just trying to entertain kids at that point. Like it doesn't really matter, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like why why waste a dollar fifty or whatever? So that's my thing. But I get. I mean, I get it too. Well, you know, it's gonna be really weird. You're gonna hit a point where DVD players. I know I've had this conversation that DVDs are sold, but I understand it's inevitable that DVD technology at some point will will cease to exist. Yeah. And you're like, well, what I don't like, I don't want to just do everything on the cloud. Like you said, just picking up a DVD, putting it in. I do like doing that. I mean, I, I, I still, I mean, I watch a lot of Netflix or I do um, video or movies on my computer without having to put in a, you know, a, a hard copy DVD. But for say, like having the cool thing back in the day, you know, you had to have like, you have to have the Dave Chappelle show on DVD you got to have like Scarface on DVD. You got to, there's certain things that you just have to have. And you're like, you know what? It's the winter time. It's snowing outside. I'm just going to pop this in. I'm going to, I'm going to, let's go, let's go throw back, get some popcorn, relax. And I'm just going to have a day. It's also like one of those when oh, Chrissy Teigen just tweeted about going to the library and like how eye opening it was. Like you, you forget how amazing a library is because everything is there. Literally. And it's, and it's what, and they also have DVDs there if you didn't or forgot about that. Anyways, but that's also what like Blockbuster was. And the thing that I, I get really constrained with with streaming is it's really hard to find random stuff that I just want to like find and watch or something that I haven't seen in a long time. Like I don't want to watch the Manchurian candidate for like the 20th time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or Armageddon or like those are amazing movies, but I want to dive into something that I've never seen before and like sit here for a couple hours and, and veg out. You know what I mean? And we don't get that opportunity because because you get bougie about stuff, you get lazy, and you're like, oh, I don't want to do Redbox. I'll just sit here and stream something. Yeah. We're in a different time. It's a different it's but I feel you know I, I don't want to be like I don't want to end up being the you know the old man yelling at a cloud because when things continue to change like you're you have to and as I talk, to, I talk out the DVDs and just watching series after series, it's nice. Like, I, I don't have to move on the couch and I can just go from season one to season two without having to it's, be getting up. It's so nice. It is nice. But I still like the DVD. It's, I think the, the best thing about it is I, I still keep a DVD collection. In, it's in an entertainment chest. But, you know, you whip it out. You're like, I got this. I got that. I got that. That could be the old school in me, which is crazy to say. But... I hope that doesn't officially go away or something. I don't know. I mean, it will because, like, what? I mean, 
kids nowadays, like they're not gonna go buy, like they don't buy anything. They buy everything on their on their iPhone or their tablet or whatever, and it just sits there. To your point on the cloud, like they they never physically own anything. I don't know. Kind of yeah, cool. my hope is that everything's cyclical and it ends up coming back. I mean, look, at, you have like retro 70s, 80s stuff that's made a comeback. Every, people were trying to make their their Instagram photos look old with a Polaroid camera filter. So I know that's still on the Internet and it's not physical. Who knows? Something might happen, but yeah, it'll be interesting. Let me uh, let's wrap it on this. Uh, is there a show I, I was watching? I've been. I've been re-watching Friends, mm-hmm. and I started thinking about shows that I think truly like impacted society, mm-hmm. and I think Friends has to be like either number one or like really close to either 1B or something like really close to the top of the list. Like, is there a show for you that you feel like truly impacted your age group and like the way that you you your friends and everyone kind of lives their lives and everything? I think the easiest one, the way that they live their lives. Please don't say like Rocco's modern life or something. Uh, he was a phone sex operator that you didn't know, but when you got older, <laughs> you understood he had to do what he had to do. He wasn't thinking about the title of the job. He was just out here trying to get money as a kangaroo. I forget when I noticed it, it, there was a sign on his desk, like something about finishing. Yeah. I was like, what? So uh, no like hangups or whatever, and, and and he's sitting on the thing like oh baby oh baby oh, but you're not thinking of it as a kid. <laughs> like they honestly, Disney and Nickelodeon like ruin kids because they put so much sex in stuff. Um, mm. what's your show? I'll start with you, and then you come. I'll come back. So, well, I, I like I said, I've been watching a ton of Friends, and I I just like the way relationships happen and friendships and the way that we do things like obviously it's set in New York and you're like with your friends and you're hanging out and you're doing this stuff and you have this camaraderie uh, and you're going to get coffee and like all the stuff that we kind of do it's like I feel like very ingrained in like everything that is kind of what what it is to be kind of my age and maybe a little bit older as a millennial that's not bad that is not bad uh, I don't really know because I I don't watch shows like that. I mean, my favorite TV channel is like Weather Channel and Discovery Channel. But when I was younger, it was just TV on Nickelodeon. So I would probably have to go with. Ah, I don't I don't know I don't know all that really helped shape uh, I'll say friendship relationships when I was younger all that all that was well just that whole like lineup I, I don't think I have one specific show but from shows like all that yes I'm gonna bring in Doug Rocco's modern life but with those shows it was you were able to I don't know seem I don't want to not I was gonna I was gonna say seem more like older and adult and more more mature with the with some of these shows because they were late night shows for for those you know uh don't be afraid of the dark that comes on also mm. um so scary 
It was, but so I think those shows really helped in shaping, uh, you know, friendships. It was good stuff to talk about. Um, but the lame part in me is going to say Dragon Ball Z and SpongeBob. That's not going to transform your life, but I think that's one thing that those inside jokes and comments that are always talked about are from those two shows. I think it's really, I was thinking about SpongeBob the other day, actually, like how interesting it is that he is, or he, that show is so mainstream uh, with with Twitter and Instagram and the memes and everything like that. Like it's and at the time it didn't. To be honest, it didn't feel like that because you're coming off of like the Rugrats and all that. Like they, right, you're literally all that and everything that, that Nickelodeon was about. Like SpongeBob was kind of this afterthought and then takes off for a period of time. But uh, it's kind of for me being a SpongeBob fan, it's kind of cool to see it. Kyrie Irving just released SpongeBob. Shoes, those are shoes. Those are fire. Yeah, one of, one of them were. I think they were the blue with the splash of yellow. Those are fire. Yeah, Squidward. Um, yeah, I might. I feel like I'm gonna have to come back on you next week with that one. That was a good one, right? I mean, I've just been. Yeah, that was just diving in the TV. That was that was good. I I really don't know that that kind of stumped me, for the most part. Can I say? I Jack Bauer in 24? No, that's, that's not like transformative. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. It's tough. Like, I really didn't. I think I, The Sopranos was like that for a lot of people. Like, The Sopranos was, if you were from a big family, or not, but kind of, if you're from like a big family or family, like, that was similar to that. Like, the issues that they went through, not all the like mafia stuff, but like, right. everything else that they went through. And I say big family because of the mafia, but um, yeah, I think I think that show was not only like groundbreaking. It's like they just talked about what was like the 20th anniversary or something recently, right? Yeah. Everyone starts tweeting all this stuff. Like shows like that, I think truly transform kind of the way that you, and you subconsciously do it, right? You just like inherently start doing stuff, like, and it kind of relates back to the fact that you just like get consumed with TV. I think yeah, that was good, but I'm gonna have to marinate on that one. Um, you got friends. I got a little bit of all that. Maybe some SpongeBob. That's a, that was a that was a really good question. I, I'm not exactly sure. Um, but hey, we appreciate everybody. You can watch us on YouTube if you want to rewatch this episode. Uh, obviously, just search at To the Max Radio and To the Max Radio on everything when it comes to Instagram. Uh, sorry, Instagram and Twitter. And if you're looking for us on Spotify, Google Play and um itunes it is at to the max t-o-t-h-e-m-a-c-k-s we've had our twitter's linked that's sterling's twitter and instagram this is just my twitter at taylor 29 at cmac for him this is to the max we appreciate everybody